RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. For a limited time, support the show from just $1 a month and get an exclusive button. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt and today is Tuesday, July 9th, 2019. On today's show, we're looking for antimatter in the Large Hadron Collider. JPL engineer Mark Raymond reflects on how Star Trek influenced his career. And we're gearing up for Star Trek Las Vegas. All this plus the week's Trek trivia coming up next. Well, it had to happen eventually. It's a bit of a slow news day here on Daily Star Trek News, so I've decided to slow down myself and take a look at a couple of science stories inspired by Star Trek. First up, the warp drive is a fundamental piece of Star Trek technology, without which most of what we know about Star Trek wouldn't exist. It's the warp drive that allows our intrepid crews to flit from star system to star system at faster-than-light speed, boldly going where no one has gone before. For the last 50 years, the idea of faster-than-light travel has captivated scientists and armchair scientists alike, eager to figure out whether a Star Trek-like warp drive is possible. Last month, particle physicist Chandra Prescott-Weinstein wrote an article for New Scientist, catching us up on some of the modern physics that might get us closer to a real warp drive. Warp cores in Star Trek are driven by a matter-antimatter reaction. We know antimatter is real because we've seen it in a lab, Prescott-Weinstein says, but why is there so little of it? If antimatter is, well, the anti of matter then why do we live in an asymmetrical universe? Many theoretical physicists believe that it's due to violations of what's called charge parity, or CP, symmetry. Now scientists at the Large Hadron Collider have found evidence of such violations in a type of D-meson, a subatomic particle. Prescott-Weinstein explains the significance of the finding, This result is an exciting affirmation of a phenomenon that scientists had expected to find for decades, but had yet to produce in the lab. The discovery doesn't radically change our perspective on physics yet because it matches theoretical predictions, and it certainly isn't a warp engine. But it suggests that under the right conditions, CP violation can occur. Perhaps those conditions existed during the Big Bang, producing the nearly antimatterless universe we see today. From warp technology to ion propulsion now. Star Trek.com posted a video interview this week with NASA JPL engineer Mark Raymond. He's JPL's chief engineer for mission operations and science, which means he's responsible for all of the missions that are in space. And he was inspired by Star Trek. In the video, Raymond reflected on when he was first hooked on Star Trek, saying, We watched Star Trek when my older brother watched it when it was on in reruns, and I immediately fell in love with it. He went on to explain that his love for the franchise grew as he got older. 
He said, the first class I ever skipped was in graduate school, when a Star Trek movie opened and I thought, which do I want to do? See the opening of a new Star Trek movie? Or go to a Friday afternoon class in statistical mechanics and thermodynamics? It was a pretty easy call. I went to Star Trek. Raymond went on to describe some of the missions he worked on, and a couple of them used ion propulsion, a concept he recalls first learning about from Star Trek. He said, one of the missions I was lucky enough to work on at JPL is called Deep Space One, and I was in charge of this mission. It was the first spacecraft to use ion propulsion for interplanetary travel, and I first heard of ion propulsion in the episode Spock's Brain. Raymond also recalled working on the Dawn mission, which ended just last year. It was the first ever to orbit two extraterrestrial destinations, and that mission used ion propulsion too. Raymond knows exactly how exciting it is to get to do his job. He said, I've been an incredible Star Trek fan my whole life, and even now getting to work at JPL, really, I'm just a big kid here. I still love Star Trek, and I often think about how lucky I am. I feel like I'm living Star Trek. For those of you who are unaware, we are just over three weeks away from the start of the biggest Star Trek event of the year, the Star Trek Las Vegas convention. If you were thinking about attending, tickets are still available. Confirmed guests at the con this year include William Shatner, Anson Mount, Nichelle Nichols, Brent Spiner, Jonathan Frakes, the cast of Star Trek Discovery, and many, many more. There are also a number of science panelists, hopefully building on last year's science-themed programming, and Trek guest stars from yesteryear. The Roddenberry Podcast Network will be represented at STLV this year, and as per usual, I'll have more details on that as they come up. But I'll be there for sure, bringing you all the news from the con. So given that STLV is rapidly approaching, I would love to hear from you. Is there a burning question you've always wanted to know about STLV? Or do you have a favorite memory from when you've attended? Or do you have an event that you think is better than STLV? Please drop me a line at info at dailystartreknews.com and let me know. I may use your comments on an upcoming episode of Daily Star Trek News. Up next, it's Trek Trivia Tuesday, but first, a word from me. Don't forget, this is the last week of my special promotion over on Patreon, so be sure to get in there quick. Now through Saturday, July 13th, everyone who signs up to support Daily Star Trek News will receive a free, exclusive button. Pledges from just $1 a month upward are eligible. But like I said, the promotion ends on Saturday, and these buttons are not available anywhere else. Head to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news for a preview and to sign up. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. It's Trek Trivia Tuesday. Did you know, the first episode of Star Trek that ever aired was not the first episode ever made. Star Trek premiered on September 8th, 1966, with the episode The Man Trap. In The Man Trap, the crew of the Enterprise visit planet M-113, where they run into Dr. McCoy's old flame, Nancy. 
Eventually, they find that Nancy isn't Nancy at all and is in fact a salt vampire, a creature able to suck the salt out of its victims and use a form of hypnosis to disguise its appearance. The Man Trap, while having the distinction of being the first Star Trek episode to air, was actually the sixth episode produced. So now, a trivia question for you. The first Star Trek episode produced, The Cage, featured Jeffrey Hunter as Captain Christopher Pike, in charge of the Enterprise. NBC rejected the pilot and ordered Gene Roddenberry and his team to retool it and reshoot. The retooled pilot would eventually become Star Trek. But when did the original Star Trek pilot episode, The Cage, first air on television? Find out on Friday's episode of Daily Star Trek News. Now, just before I leave you today, I want to remind you that both Priority One and Mission Log will be broadcasting live this evening. Two shows, both of them a little bit different. Priority One broadcasts live the recording of the show that you'll hear when it comes out on Friday. Get behind-the-scenes gossip, all of the flubs, and hang out in the chat room. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Head to PriorityOnePodcast.com for details. Then at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, it's Mission Log Live. This week, John and Ken are talking with Terry J. Erdman. Erdman worked as a publicist on such huge sci-fi films as Cocoon, Aliens, and Star Trek V. But he's best known for his close association with Deep Space Nine, including co-authoring the Star Trek Deep Space Nine companion. Lots of DS knowledge to explore on this week's Mission Log Live. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at dailystartreknews.com or find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Trek News. I'm Alison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network